Hi, Paul. Hi, Chris. Hey, you're not Paul. It's the other Paul. It's the Bone Daddy special. It's a better late than never special. The mixed bag charcuterie board. Where's Matt special? It's a wild as well. Somewhere up in Canada. <laughs> With mysterious injuries. Uh, this is episode 160. <laughs> better late than never. That won't be in the title, but I'm going to treat it like it is the title. I'm here with Bone Shaker. That's fun. His name is also Paul. Paul's <laughs> not here, man. Bone Shaker's here. I don't, I don't like this Zoom view. That's not going to work. <laughs> it's the other Paul. It, the other... It, yeah. I going to say the other white meat, but, uh, I didn't, <laughs> but then I did. Yeah, so we're going to have a bunch of things we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to get things started before uh, temperatures catch up with me and throw a soda review in this one. It's already very wet on the... the this is the new, new, uh, new Sunkissed Berry Lemonade, Berry Lemonade Soda with other natural flavors. Contains no juice, caffeine-free. I got two Nothing of these They're healthy. Nope. Shout out to uh, Phil. Phil told me that 7-Eleven had these, and I was looking at Wawa for them, even though he told me 7-Eleven had them. I didn't see them. So I finally went into a 7-Eleven. I don't like going in there because there's no – I go into Wawa, and there's, like, tempting food options. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to set this down. It's tempting food options, and I often buy something, and then I regret it later because I didn't need extra food. I, I have enough food, but I wind up buying food there anyway because it's good. Going to 7-Eleven, there's not a single food in there. Maybe it's because I have Wawa around here. There's not a single food in the 7-Eleven where I'm like, yes, I'm going to buy that too because I normally just go in these places for drinks, especially new drinks, drinks I'm hunting down. But there's no foods in 7-Eleven that make me want to buy them. So when you go into some place looking for a new soda and they don't have it, you just have to leave. And it's it's super weird leaving a convenience store without buying anything. That's an awkward situation because nobody goes into a convenience store and doesn't buy something. It's like a hundred percent. What do they? What do they? What Kenny? What do they call that? Conversion. It's a hundred percent conversion in in a in a Seven Eleven. I'm the guy who goes in there and goes same sodas and then leaves. And they're looking at me like, what did you steal? So I went in there, and there they were. And they've probably been there the whole time. So thank you, you Phil, for letting me know about them. You do look shifty. <laughs> I don't know that they are exclusive to 7-Eleven. I doubt it, but that's just the only place I know of them being so far. So there's a picture of a lemon, there's a picture of a blackberry, and there's a picture of blueberries on it. Wouldn't it be like, weird if... Wouldn't it be weird if all the brick and mortar retailers closed because of online sales except 7-Eleven because just by the nature of the business, it, it is going into a place and buying stuff, but it's the only place where you do that anymore? That's a good thought. It's um, like the only place that cannot be converted to online. Yeah, like other than fast food places and stuff like that, but yeah. Despite no, nature. no, no, fast food, fast food's got all their delivery options now. Oh, that's right, yeah. They, they're all partnered with one or more of the 
the food delivery services. So, so fast food could, um, a lot of them like never reopen their dining room. They just have drive through yeah. and delivery. So yeah. They don't need to have dining in. There's definitely going to be some battle scars on the retail market after all of this. I see yeah. a lot of stuff. It's like that used to be a thing, but not anymore. I, I love that about about the, the the world how it um it changes and you 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 shouldn't get comfortable with any sort of retail situations or or norms. It's things are going to change and you're going to look back and see what's different and why it's different. I like anticipating what's going to be different. Mostly to, to, to talk down to things that are, aren't going to be around anymore. And you feel real magnanimous when you're right. Like, I told you DVDs weren't going to be a thing in 10 years, and then boom, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't know, man. Like, raspberry lemonade, great. Very distinct flavor. Very recognizable. This is just the berry lemonade. It is uh, excluding raspberries purposefully. It has blackberries and blueberries. So it's is it citrusy at all as a lemonade, or is it just like the berry flavor? Is there anything tart about it? I think it's more lemonade than it is berry. Okay. But it's not. It's not like the tart lemonade. You're like the wine snob of sodas. Like, oh, oh, well, I wish. Okay. <laughs> I, I wish, man. We, uh, Vicky and I watched uh, a while ago on Netflix. It was some movie about this guy who wanted to be a uh, uh, sommelier. Mm -hmm. Uncorked or something like that. I don't know why we watched it. Probably because Netflix just threw it in our face. We watched it, and... I wish I could remember. This is like the 300 and some soda I've tried on, on, on YouTube. I wish I could remember anything about the previous sodas. I have to have a uh, Google sheet just to remember which ones I've tried because I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, look at that. That's new. Nope, I had that three years ago. Uh. <laughs> it just tastes like the pizza I ate. <laughs> do you have uh, Ace Hardware in Pennsylvania? I do. That's where I get my not stack ons. Okay, because um, I know the local aces here in Chicagoland, up at the registers, there's a whole bunch of sodas that I I never see anywhere else. Yeah, uh, they're, I've, I've heard that you know, they're, before too. Yeah, the yeah, ace, so aces aces are all you know, like independently owned, so a lot yeah. of times the the person who orders stuff for the ace will will have a bunch of weird sodas there, and I none of the ones around here stock anything strange or sometimes anything at all drink wise but i have heard many people tell me that their ace hardware has some weird shit and uh i wish mine did the one the like, second closest one to me has dad's root beer and other bullshit but the one closest to me doesn't have any drinks at all yeah i've seen like dog and suds uh brand which i know that used to be like a drive drive-in uh best food chain and they got a bunch of other stuff Next time you're in Chicago, if you stop at an Ace Hardware, like, well, if you go to Brick World, if if there yeah. is a Brick World again, you know, and um, uh, 
maybe you know throw some in your suitcase to do you know some of your videos i don't know just a suggestion yeah it'd be great if um they could have like if, if tfcon and brick world were like the same weekend or back-to-back weekends yeah i could just or like i guess tfcon was the first weekend and then brick world was the second weekend but it, it's like half the week before it as well so it's like i'm there for eight days and i hit both of these things that'd be cool yeah yeah one flight yeah yeah one flight yeah. one flight out of trenton on a single prop <laughs> airplane <laughs> uh i've talked about flying out of trenton before it's uh it's interesting it's it's like the airport's like the size of a large house and and they do like six flights a day and it's it's like business class commuter flights so they all leave at like 4 a.m 5 a.m and they all get back at like 9 p.m so there's no there's no middle of the day this is just this is when you're leaving good luck um it's, uh... it's it's fine it's not as flavorful i'd say as a raspberry lemonade but you can go check it out i have two of them hooray and now i have to drink two of them there's your review as i was saying <laughs> i wish i could remember specifics on older sodas that i've tried but it's just it's gone and i i it's unnecessary it's not like to remember you, could, shit. you can't like hold a bunch of extras of every soda you i try for comparisons later on because they expire and also where am i going to put them yeah sometimes i wish i kept the empty for like one of everything but now, could you even imagine how many i would have i i feel dumb with like the 30 cans or so I have all the way on top of the shelves. They're all like more collectible or meaningful ones, but they're still recycling in the end. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to initiate a process. It's going to take a while and then we're going to talk about something. But today I got a second copy of Carter Baldwin set being the mm-hmm. Wonder Woman vignette. So I was waiting to get my second one in order to build one and keep a built one. Um, if I was only ever able to get one, then I would have just kept it sealed. Because it's not a set that necessarily interests me, but I do want to find out more about what Carter put into it. So I'm gonna open this up. I did just see on the brick fan today that Walmart got more of them, so it's everywhere, whatever. Another thing that I saw was that I was following somebody on Instagram who had an ideas project that hit 10,000. And I'm going to Spiros this real quick and make a whole bunch of noise. But he said that he was, his project didn't get made, but he was given like a $500 credit to spend on, on Lego sets that they would send to him. That is the first I've heard of like a consolation prize for an ideas submitter. I wonder if that is a widespread thing that they've done and and how long they've done it and if it's something that they're allowed to talk about or not. This is the first time I've heard of somebody being given free Lego from Lego for their project not being made on ideas. What do you think about that? Could it that? be a bribe to could it be a bribe to keep your mouth shut? Like I think oh, the only we, person who we were already gonna make point, it. Whoever, uh, 
Uh, maybe, and we'll see if that kind of set comes out soon. But the only person who deserves a uh, uh, some hush hush Lego right now, which is what we're going to call it, because that's what it is, is the person who has the bonsai tree project that hit ten thousand. It's under review right now because they making one. Lego is making one, so oh well for them. I don't know if I earned points for because uh, well I think we all agreed in that one episode that the bonsai tree was very likely to be made, but do we get those points if Lego's making it officially as not an ideas project? I don't know. Well, also too with Bricklink with Lego owning Bricklink, it's, they essentially would own all of those. Um, builds that Bricklink was doing right before that they were bought by Lego, and what's yeah. to keep Lego from going? We don't want to make this set, but we're gonna make it a Bricklink set. It's it's not an official Lego set, but we can do whatever we want on the side with this. It doesn't affect our company ethos or anything like that. Or you know, we can we can circumvent the rules that we have for our big co corporation because Bricklink doesn't follow the same rules. The difference like is that the, um, the, the Bricklink sets were all still parts that were were uh, made and contributed by, by Lego. It'd be one thing if the Bricklink sets were uh, the, the amassing of parts that individual sellers already had in their stores. Yeah, Lego uh, buying back their own brick. Yeah. Yeah. But... And I, I don't know. I, I don't think that would have had quite the effect if if it was uh, if you use the easy buy system and it just it it'll give you all the parts from whatever stores have them until you get all the parts. And that's fine. I don't think that would have worked out as well for something like the, the Bricklink Lego sets because people who want to buy a, a set don't necessarily want to get it in several packages from all over the world. But maybe if only stores that happen to have all of those parts at that time were able to offer it as a set, just kind of extract that segment of their inventory and super lot it into this is this set, which is how that the mock shop worked back when that was, I guess it's still a thing. The mock shop was only if your store had all the parts to make that thing was that a set that was available to be purchased from your store as a set, if I recall correctly. But that's all ancient Bricklink history. I, I'd love to know if uh, other ideas contributors uh, got some hush money prizes for, for their sets not being made. Or if, um, if they're not allowed to talk about that and they just chose to talk about it anyway. Did I put the wrong head on the wrong? I did. I think the only way to find out would be to actually talk to some of them offline. Like, you meet one at a convention. You're like, oh, you're the guy that made, you know, um, the fishing village or whatever. And it's like, yeah, uh, what you know, you, you got paid. The guy that runnered up to you, you go meet him. It's like, did you get anything? And, you know, if he's like, yeah, but I'm not allowed to talk about it, you know? Yeah, you just go, okay, even, at least even it, the guy you know. who made the fishing village because he had like six other big old fishing village yeah, buildings. That he all had the fishing 10, lighthouse, right? 
he had, he had the, the, the fishing Ikea and the, and the, the fishing Red Robin and all the other things. And Anton ruined it all on him. <laughs> Anton, damn you. All right, well, I wanted to have uh, Bone Shaker here on the show because he was asking some questions to me about about drop shipping. And it's been a thing that uh, we've been talking about in on the show and in some of, of the chats that I've been placed into against my will uh, on Instagram and Facebook and all that is that the drop shipping is becoming a bigger thing on BrickLink where uh, a user will sell whatever they sell, wherever they sell it off of BrickLink. And then when they find a buyer who orders that thing, whatever they, whatever it is they're selling from them, they will just order it in real time from whoever does physically have it on BrickLink or I guess wherever it is cheaper than where they sold it for. And they have it sent straight to their buyer. That's how drop shipping works. It's not illegal. It's not necessarily immoral. It's just a business strategy. And in this world, you gotta have a strategy. I think I've always promoted BrickLink as a, I don't know, just buy some sets and part them out. It'll all work out, which I don't know, probably isn't great advice, but this is one of those things you could do if you put some thought into it and had a strategy. Their strategy is don't spend time or resources or effort physically having any of your inventory. Just let other people who specialize in that do that. Like, like any of us with actual BrickLink stores, we have our stuff. And we can touch it, and we can sort it, and we can clean it, and uh, leave it to those people. And instead, just make your money through like pass-throughs. So, so we have both been suppliers for the same drop shipper. There's there's one big drop shipper who's really doing it big on Bricklink right now, and. I've had other people ask me about this person as well. I don't know who they are, but my hat's off to them for coming up with a plan and seeing it through and seemingly being successful. Tell me why. Tell me where they touched you. Uh, well, what happened was I had an order uh, about a month ago, and I didn't think anything of it. The order came in. I filled it. It went to an address and it had a note on it that said, don't include an invoice or uh, a packing list or something. And I was like, and what you, oh. what you might think because of that without knowing better is, Oh, this must be a gift. Yeah. Or I thought maybe he just doesn't give a shit. And uh, as it is, my printer has been acting up for the better part of nine months. So I stopped putting physical invoices in my shipments i just ship it um i deal with people fairly i have done it where i've accidentally missed a lot like you know mispicking it maybe i got distracted by something or whatever and the person has received it and they've told me hey i'm missing this and i i don't question it if i have it i i i send it to them you know uh usually yeah. it's verified i go to the location and sure enough i have what i should not have yeah, I did that uh, yesterday. Yeah. I, I fixed one of those. It was still in the drawer, and it's 
you know, if you place an order, it's a hundred lots. Yeah. And you're going yeah. through it and slogging. There's a chance that you're going to miss one, but you, yeah. you still have it. You send it out. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess I could just tell the person, Oh, too bad. And just give them back their money for the lot. But I don't feel that's right. It was my mistake. So even if I take it on the nose with, with extra shipping by shipping them something, I make sure that they get their parts, you know? Um, so they this person, for a reason. Yeah. right. They're probably working on a mock. I want them to be successful, you know? So this person made this note and I thought nothing of it. And I mailed it out. And then about a week ago, I got an order for a, for another thing. It was a small order. It was basically a, it was basically just a minifigure and another accessory. And what cued it up to me was I saw the same note. It said no invoice and no packing list. And I thought, I looked up and I saw this person has had three orders in my store. So then I, I went and I found the one from a month ago. And it's a wholly different address. So that's when I was like, okay, the user's the same, but the address is different. So somebody is selling my inventory out from underneath me. And... I wasn't sure how I should feel about that. Ultimately, I made a sale, but whoever bought it paid more than and I would have sold it to them for, and they paid it to this person that never touched it, never bought it, never stored it, never did anything with it. I did all the work. So I felt a little used, so I inquired with the wizard Clutch here, and he told me Not what the first person he just told everyone. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I made a sale. That's all I'm happy about. Interestingly enough, a um, day or two ago, I haven't pulled the order yet, but somebody ordered the same minifigure from that lot. And uh, I looked when the drop shipper, when I became aware of the drop shipper, and I was the lowest price on Bricklink for this minifigure. Yeah. So I raised the price after the second one sold. I raised the price. Um, about $2 and I'm still $2 below the next person up. So I'll make a little more money on the next few figs. I sell of that particular fig. I'm still the lowest one. So I should get the sales. Yeah. I'm fine with the price because I probably, I don't know what I paid for this, but it's probably less than, you know, I'm probably making my money back or getting close to it with selling the minifigure. So, uh, yeah, go on BrickLink and go to Arbco Bricks and see what I have cheaper than anyone else, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't realize how distracting it was going to be to build a Lego set and talk. I guess I don't do that too often. I'm not a, a pro streamer. But I, I, I think I've had, I could look it up, but I think I've had like 15 or 20 orders with that person. And... I think it's a great opportunity to include a lot of stuff in that order that isn't just the product that you sold. It's a great opportunity to tell people about BrickLink and how whatever they bought is cheaper from there. I'm um... that's, uh, that's just being petty, though. Like one of the other petty things that has crossed my mind is I- I'm seeing how fast that user is racking up feedback just because of how many orders they've placed on BrickLink. And I'm thinking, you know, I should just start withholding feedback from them. Just don't leave it. Don't let their number go up any higher. But it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. 
it annoys that. me that only like 40% of the people, maybe less, that order from me. I, I always leave positive feedback for people. I don't see any reason, you know, not to. And um, like I said, if, if someone's been missing a lot, I've taken care of them. They usually actually come back and give me feedback. But somebody that got their order and there was absolutely nothing wrong with it, everything went smoothly, no feedback left. And uh, I kind of wish it was a mechanism that would, you know, kind of force that kind of be like this person left you feedback. You have to, you know, you have to feed, you know, them back. Yeah. I think that's eBay. eBay does that, right? They like, they don't make you do it, but they, they bother you about leaving. Yeah. They bother you. And not that you have to, but at least it's something. Yeah. That'd be nice if, if Bricklink bothered you about leaving feedback. Because I bought things on eBay and I, I, I stopped leaving feedback years ago and I think I bought a, I bought a, a guitar. I bought a real nice Ibanez uh, guitar when the pandemic hit, I got it really, really good deal on it. And I left that person feedback because uh, it was a couple hundred dollar transaction. You know, it wasn't, you know, bags for you know my bricklink store or something like that you know it was just i i felt kind of like oh this this was a big ticket item it kind of deserved you know to be let know that it, it got there you know without being damaged or anything like that and the seller was you know real good about everything so i thought you were gonna say something like and then they didn't leave you feedback no i well i wouldn't give a shit if they did i mean my my eBay feedback's good. I mean, unless I unless I really start burning people, but when you're a buyer, how do you burn people? I mean, do you, you do something crazy with the payment where the payment gets pulled out from underneath the person after they send I, it to you? Like I, I had um, I had a PayPal case opened up against me like two days ago from a Bricklink order that was uh, shipped and received at the beginning of October. And I think this was either accidentally they opened the case against me or this is just a, let me see if I can get my money back and keep this stuff. Mm. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I, eBay or PayPal makes you give them the tracking and write up a little thing that said, uh, order placed here and automatic checkout. It was received on this date. Here's the tracking. Uh, there has been no correspondence with the buyer to suggest that there's any issues with the order. The end. Yeah. And then today, PayPal's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> and I, I got my I, my money was freed up, though I don't think I would have missed the thirty dollars if it wasn't freed up. But I'm just happy that that went off easily uh i might block that buyer on bricklink that's a general strategy i'd say if somebody tries to do that to you but i can't prove that they were doing that maliciously i don't know if i was if i still cared about like the facebook group for bricklink buyers and sellers i'd go in there and be like yeah block this person here's what they did but i i don't go on there anymore so i don't care Plus, there'd be somebody who would jump out and go and, and defend them, like, just for something to do. Just for something to do. I don't need that. 
So I don't think you should feel bad about the drop shipping. Um, you were, you would have been fine with that price if somebody, if yeah. an end consumer had bought the thing from you. Yeah. If you, if I you think what fries me raise is your that... prices, which you did, but I, I don't think you should feel bad. Well, I raised my prices, but I'm, I was still the lowest person, which I, you know, if, if you're the lowest person and you have what people need, you'll make the sales. And when I part a set, um, I go off the six month sale average. And when I part the set, I reason out what, what did I pay for it? What is it parting for? And although I know some things will never sell, uh, I'm fine with enough of that um, monetary value being in my store that if it did sell, I would be in profit. So yeah, I raised the price. I think I'm a little more miffed that um, whoever did buy it didn't get – I could have given them a better price. Like, what did this person charge me? But I guess that's, you know, just economics and, you know, the capitalist system and everything like that. You know, it's just, just the way things work. That has better – uh, advertising than Bricklink does. So whoever, yeah, wherever yeah. they're selling, that's where the person found the thing to buy. So yeah, no one's, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's not like anyone's ever said. Tell them about Bricklink in like, assuming you're going to get more orders from this person, because you've already gotten two, and yeah. and print up a little something that you throw in every time that that, that username orders. Just saying, hey, uh, just so you know, this came from me, I'm a guy on Bricklink. You don't know me, but check out Bricklink. Well, I want to get uh, business cards and just throw them in there, you know, and be like, let them know where it really came from. Maybe they'll be like, this isn't who I ordered from. And then maybe their curiosity will peak and they'll come to me and they'll be like, oh, wow, I can get it so much quick, so much, you know, cheaper and directly from this person. Because, like you were saying, Bricklink's advertising is almost non existent. I didn't learn about them until I came out of my dark ages and started to get into this. And I don't know how many times I've been talking to someone about something and they've gone, you know, brick what? Like you, they've never heard of the website at all. And it's, it's you know, if they I did, think you're you giving know, the, uh, I think you're giving the buyer a little bit too much credit, assuming that they're going to see the business card and go, Oh, what's this about? I think they get the thing. So all the packaging, whatever's in the packaging that isn't the thing, is getting thrown away. <laughs> or I could just uh, include on right on the baggies that I shipped it, as if like with minifigures, they're they're pre-bagged. I bag them when I when I part them out. That way, they yeah. you just grab them and throw them in. Uh, on the baggie, I wouldn't do it beforehand because. Um, you know, like I said, it's easy for me just to go on Bricklink and change the price but up or right, down. What the price was on the bag, right? Right, it. but but yeah, ultimately, right, the price go nine dollars, and you know that maybe that will pique the person's interest, and they'll look at the packaging and go, "What's Arbco bricks?" Like you know, because clearly, if 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 you did nine dollars and they had to pay shipping, like they paid well above what you sold it for when they bought it from whoever they bought it from on whatever site they bought yeah. it on. So right. you could do that. You could certainly do that. I think the price is something that would make them take notice more so than 
than like a business card or an introduction to Bricklink. We have a quick aside here to see the utter madness in Carter's build. <laughs> Just the, the, the beginnings of this cloud here. That's a lot of nougat. I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell you this was going to be a cloud. Um, so you said uh, you came out of your dark ages. Why don't you, why don't you tell us about that? Mm. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm a truck driver by trade, and uh, I was I was driving a truck, and really nothing really mattered. Um, Words to live by. <laughs> I was just you know doing my thing or whatever, and like everyone, you know, life events were going and everything. And um, I had met my wife when I left the army years prior. She actually was assigned to me while I was waiting to be discharged. And um, we basically, we basically just worked together in this armory. And then we went our separate ways and um, we got back together and she's like, Oh, she's like, did you see that they made a Lego movie? And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, I mean, it was just a kid's movie. I was like, it looks funny, but you know, no more than any other, you know, Disney movie or whatever would have piqued my interest. Um, and then we, you know, life went on, we got married, we, you know, moved in together and everything like that. And we, I saw the brickumentary. And once again, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, like I would any other documentary, like it really didn't do anything, but we have five Lego stores in the Chicagoland area. So one day we were at the mall. She was, uh, I think getting a build a bear or something. Cause, um, she's, uh, yeah, well, she, she's, she's a, she's a geek collector, you know, like me and everything. She's into stuff. Everybody has their thing. I don't care who you are. You, you have something, you're either into guns or motorcycles or uh, you collect porcelain dolls. Everybody has something that they, you know, waste their life on. And um, the Lego store was there. I was like, I was like, can we go into a Lego store? Like, I was just like, you know, I don't know why. I was like, I was curious. Like, I think I'd been there decades before or something. I don't know. And uh, I went in and I saw the pick a brick wall. I, it was the first time I learned that you could even do that at a Lego store. And I just bought a Speed Champion set. I bought, um, don't remember which one. It was the red Ferrari uh, that was being sold around 2016. And I bought it. I just took it home and I just built it on the arm of my sofa, kind of like you're building there, you know, just, just built it. And after I got done building it, I felt this weight lift off me that I, I didn't even know was there. Like the stress relief of just completing that build. It was like, it was like an epiphany moment. And after that, I started, you know, buying bulk lots and doing this and that. And then I found, I was watching YouTube videos on Lego and I found this guy sitting in what I assumed was, a cave in Afghanistan or something like that <laughs> with the, the glow of a computer screen. Come and get me. He's like, look, look how many silver mines I got behind me. <laughs> and he's talking about Bricklink. And I'm like, I, I remember, I think I remember Bricklink from 
the brickumentary and I was like, I was starting to like research and get into things. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. And just at that time when I was coming out of my dark ages, all the Kmarts were going out of business. It was like the retail apocalypse and yeah. everything was 50% off. Everything was, it was, it was fucking on fire. <laughs> so I, like, like you said before, I'm an adult with money. So I just bought it. Like I would, I would go into these stores that were closing and the Lego aisle would have like all these kids in it deciding which set they wanted to buy. And me and my wife would go in there with the, we, we, we would go in there with the car. We'd be like, excuse me, step outside. (laughs) Just, just clear the shelf. (laughs) And we go up to the register and we'd ring on it, ring it up. And they'd be like, that'll be $1,700. And we're like, yeah, okay, no problem right here. And then people in the back of the line are like, what the hell are you doing with two carts of Lego? And I'm like, you know, why why are you buying a shake weight at a Kmart that's going out of business? Like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you using this as an opportunity? <laughs> so I uh, I started my store with like four or six Acro Mills bins, and then it went up to eight. And then I very slowly, very slyly nudged my wife's uh, shit over into the corner. I went to 16, went to 20. And now I have like 48 um, bins running my store with other drawers holding bigger stuff. And I don't know. I just haven't looked back. I, it's It's been fun. Um, my niece and nephew were at a good age when this was all happening. I took them to Brick World and they were absolutely amazed by it. And now they're getting older. They could care less. But, you know, it was a good opportunity to have fun and do stuff. And uh, I don't know, I'm still having fun doing it. And the fact you that I'm a truck driver me on, on YouTube, but like before anything else, I found you, I found you on YouTube. Yeah. You said you found me on YouTube. I found, that, I think I typed in, I think I was like typing in Lego or Bricklink or something like that. And I think you popped up and I'm pretty sure I saw bricks are first. I think he was the first person I saw. I'm just he was wondering like, what what you were looking for where I was the best option, not not content wise, but just uh, like YouTube recommendation wise. How did I, I reach the top? I don't think you were the best option, but you were you were prolific because I was watching everything after the fact that you had made it. So you already had a catalog of videos up. And it was like, it was like, oh yeah, it's like, so I just put it on like where I watch one video after another or watch is probably not the right word. Listen to each video one after the other. And of course he's like, oh, I went and bought these Lego movie sets. I went and bought like five of them. I was like, well, those are already off the shelf. So this is old news for me, but I get the concept of what you're doing. Um, I get what you're saying and you know the the logic and the reason behind it and i've seen you go through your ebb and flows i know there's things that you don't do anymore that you used to do and i probably do them but you've grown past that and you know it makes sense for a store of a certain size but not once it gets you know too large or whatever um so i don't know your videos were just i think a lot of people that are in bricklink now uh probably watched you and learned a lot from your videos 
uh, I learned how to get paid on your videos because I didn't know how to, I'm not a, a computer whiz or anything. I didn't know how to embed the link for PayPal. I probably could have Googled it, but that's where I learned it. I learned it from, from Clutch. So that is pointing pointing the the camera at the at the computer screen. <laughs> and, uh, here's the just pause it or something. I don't know. Write it down. Here's the code. Character at a time. And um, <laughs> my prof my profession as a truck driver is good because I for for the last decade I've been driving for the same company and I drive at night. So I I'm mandated to take a half hour break by law. So usually what I'll do is I'll work it so that I pass. I'll, there's a lot of Walmarts right next to interstates. So I'll work it so as I pass this Walmart, I'll get off the interstate there. A lot of the Walmarts have truck parking. You pull in, take your 30-minute break. I go into this Walmart in the middle of nowhere. And anything in the clearance aisle or anything that's a good deal, uh, I'll buy it, take it home. So I don't, I can hit stores hundreds of miles away from where I actually am, clear them out of their clearance. And depending on, you know, if, if I'm doing a run to the same places or if I'm, you know, going in multiple directions or whatever, if the deals are good, I can hit them and really stock up. Um, 2020 hasn't been that way because a lot of Walmarts have been closed in the middle of the night to sanitize or do whatever the hell they're doing, they do but that's not normal operation. <laughs> yeah. That's not normal operations for a, for a Walmart. So uh, it kind of works out for me. Um, I find sorting a set, breaking down sets and sorting them, even going through a bulk lot and sorting uh, my personality. I just find that I find it kind of, soothing it's not like a monotonous chore it's like i'll put on a movie and you know i'll sort out some stuff and it's just i'll, I'll just relax that way you know and um no that's where i'm at i'm just just running a store out of my basement and uh you know trying to make a little extra scratch has the 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 shutdown in, uh, so you, you've been running the store before everything shut down. Has the shutdown increased like oh, everything yes. for you online? I uh, I actually had coronavirus in February before they shut everything down. I was doing a run out to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is about it, it's about six hundred and ten pay miles, so it's it's really good. Um, I run about twenty five hundred a week. But if you're at a 600 mile run, you're you're you know you're running 2,900 a week, and um, I was going out. I left my house and I hooked up, and I was heading out of Chicago. I was coming out of Illinois, and when I hit the Wisconsin border, I was like, "Oh, I'm not feeling great. I wonder if I ate something wrong. You know, I wonder if I think we had uh, some sort of sausage meal that night." uh for my breakfast my wife's dinner and i was like okay and then by the time i hit madison i was feeling worse and by the time i hit um the minnesota border i took my break because that's about the halfway point and i passed out I, I i went on break and i i was sitting in the truck and i just i racked out um i woke up when my alarm went off and i just felt awful i got all the way to sioux falls and I went to the hotel. I didn't shower. I didn't eat. I didn't do anything. I just 
passed out in the bed and I woke up seriously contemplating going to the hospital. Like that's how weak I felt. And then, um, I went home and like a week later, I like, I, I struggled for like the next two or three days. I was, I was, I was fatigued. I was real, you know, winded and stuff. And, um, my daughter, who was about a year and a half at the time, she followed me. She just slept on her mother for like three days. She didn't play. She didn't do anything. And then my wife turns to me when I wake up one night and my wife goes, oh, they're shutting everything down. And I was like, for what? She's like, oh, the coronavirus or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm listening Who? to this. I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to the symptoms on the TV. And I'm like, that's what I had. That's what she had. And she's like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. So my company did not stop. Shipping actually got increased because everyone was buying stuff online. So shipping increased. And I, I have not had any time at home. I've not been on a vacation to like, you know, do something. But the brickling orders right after the shutdown, I used to get two BrickLink orders every like two weeks. Like my first year, I got two BrickLink orders the whole year. The next year, I got two BrickLink orders a month. And then I was getting two BrickLink orders every two weeks. And when the coronavirus hit, I was getting an order every day, sometimes two a day. And I was just, I, 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 I my store now says I only ship on weekends because I don't have time to pull everything. I've got five orders in my store right now that I have to pull and ship out. I'll probably ship them out Monday, but it's just, it just went up. It went up so much that I'm like, I'm like, shit, like I might actually need an accountant this year. <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm earning that much. I'm like, I'm like, God damn, like this is, you know, it's, it's nice. It's like, it's, it's actually funding my Lego hobby, but I'm like, I'm like, wow. It's like, I, I cannot believe how much I've been making. And uh, my store, like I said, my I've doubled my store this year. Uh, I bought so many of these Acro Mills, and they're not cheap anymore. I used to get them at Menards when they were like 13 bucks. They go on yeah. sale. But Menards stopped carrying them, and it's been like, wow, these are these are $30 at least now, you know? So I agree. The, the, the price, it, it is what it is. Like, I... I Stagon doesn't make them anymore, so yeah. Ace Hardware makes a very, very close equivalent to what Stacon once produced. So I get, I get them all at Ace Hardware now because I'm, I'm up to about 300 cabinets, and yeah. I recently reached like the end of them, and I needed to buy more, so I ordered another carload of them from Ace, and there's something like 25, 28 dollars for a 60 drawer cabinet. That's the price. <laughs> Get yeah. over it. Yeah, it's 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 basic economics. It's you know who's scarcity of product and who's willing to offer it for the lowest price. And if somebody, if if John Menard Jr. is not willing to sell it to you periodically for thirteen dollars because they were like twenty, but they only sold the large ones, the ones with all large drawers, and then the half and halves. Uh, if you wanted the sixty-four drawer ones, the ones with all the really small drawers, like this one here. Yeah, you had to go online, um, but yeah, that is difficult to do, isn't it? These ones right here, these half and halves, and the ones that are all large, like this one, um, 
they were like 20 bucks at Menards and I thought that was good until I saw that they went on sale for like a little under 13 and I was just stocking up and then they just one day they just stopped carrying them and I was like oh okay so you know I think if I moved my store if I did if I did like you did and I moved into a warehouse I think this store might actually just be what it is and maybe I would look for something else cheaper you know I understand the law of systems and keeping everything in one thing but um I think I'd go for the cheaper option you know to house everything so just keep labeling everything numerically so that it all makes sense numerically you can keep expanding it yeah one of the biggest factors for the the one lot one drawer is is the idea of having other people pull your orders when you have employees yeah. you got to make things super simplified and, and streamlined and if it was just me running the whole show i'd probably entertain the idea of using the drawer dividers because the ace ones every drawer comes with a divider a removable divider in it you don't have to i think the acro mills ones are the same way that you they yeah. give you dividers Stackon never gave you any dividers. Sometimes they'd have like a slit in there for one. Sometimes they'd have a three slits for three, so you can make it four sections. And sometimes they'd have no slits for so no divider because they just kept having running changes on the product. Yeah. But the Ace ones, they all come with a divider. I entertain the idea of having like a front and a back lot for each drawer. That cuts the amount of cabinets you need in half assuming that all lots fit in these small sections that are half of the size of what another lot might be. I think about it, but I, I have to make things super easy so that uh, a rotating cast of children can pull the orders. Yeah. See, it's just me here. So I actually do use the dividers. Um, Farm and Fleet was selling. I, I did what you suggested years ago, which was make, cardboard dividers out of old Lego boxes. They're perfect. Um, so there are some dividers that are that. And then uh, Farm and Fleet was selling Acro Mills dividers. Um, they were clear, clear plastic instead of the black ones you get off the back. Yeah. And they were selling those for pennies, essentially. I bought a bunch of those and I actually do divide lots because I'll have some lots that are maybe it's, um, maybe it's uh, 10 one by one decorated tiles. They don't take up a whole damn drawer, much less half a drawer. So that'll get a divider and something else will go in it. And if, if, if that other lock gets too big, I just change the number and I dump it into something bigger. Um, I've kind of learned by now what, what will naturally get bigger, like a lot of plates. I just got cleared out of like 40 white plates, four by four white plates. And I had like 46 in my inventory. So they were in a drawer big enough to hold, you know, more than 46 of them. I didn't change that location. I just left those six in there because I'm sure I'm going to part stuff out and it's going to fill back up again. Yeah. But the really small stuff, I'll, I'll split a drawer and there's, there's no numeric thing. There's just two numbers in my store, you know, with that location, you know, like say drawer 1230 there might be two 1230s. That means that there's a divider in that drawer. Yeah, um, yeah. and but, then the two lots happen to have the same drawer number virtually. Yeah, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes people will, they don't see your drawer numbers because it's in your remarks. 
Yeah. They don't see it until like maybe they they get the invoice or something like that. Uh, maybe it's on there, but um, you might see it where you're like, oh, you know, he bought he cleared out the lots from both drawers, and it's like I just I just bag them and move on. I leave the drawer hanging out, and I just refill it as it goes. So basically, just try to keep it simple, as simple as I can, so that. I've had it where I've lost a lot and it's like I, I've gone, you know, to put stuff into it or something. Luckily it hasn't happened where the customer has ordered it. And that's when I found out, but it's like, I've gone to like put more of a certain element in there and it's not what it should be. So yeah. I'll just, I'll just stock room it and go, okay, let's think about this. Let's look at how big it is. Let's, how how much how many parts do I have and how big is this part? What would you know that tell you I, where I, it would be? I love that that Sherlock Holmes moment when yeah. <laughs> when you have like a wayward lot, you go to pull an order and there's a lot and it has no drawer number. It's just like this is in one of fourteen thousand locations. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go okay. Let's 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 get out the, the, the tack board and the yarn and let's figure this out because I see how many are supposed to be in that lot. I I'm a really good judge of Lego by volume at this point because so I, I operate with like five different Ziploc bag sizes when I'm pulling an order and I rarely see the see the lot and um, on the screen and then pull a bag out and then have to put it back and get the next size up or the next size down. Like I'm pulling the right size bag because I know how big uh, volume wise any given part is in any given quantity. I'm a pretty good judge of that at this point. But so you, you can you can assume what size location it, it might be. And then if it's uh, if it's a used part, you can do some tricks where maybe you're putting up a bunch of similar used parts at the same time. So you can look up all those parts and see if there's a, a trend in their locations. Like, oh, when I was uploading things like this on that day, I was filling in drawers over in this section. So that's where I want to look first. There's a, there's stiff, it's not foolproof and it's not going to find you that lot every time, but it is, a great place to start when you make a mistake like that. And it happens. It happens every day for us. There's something that is amiss in some way. The, the bigger your store is, the more likely you are to have an error like that. Um, just, oh, yeah. just, just, on, just from the law of averages, I would think. I recently lost my white two-by-threes. I, I had three of them to put in there. Um, I only sell new, so I don't have a use problem. Uh, I sell, and I only sell new because I don't want people bitching that oh, this is this isn't the quality I thought it would be, or something. It's like it's yeah, rolled around in some kid's collection for God knows how long, or something. I'm sorry, it's not shiny and perfect, or something. So I just do the new stuff. But I recently lost my uh, white two by threes. And I had three to put in there, and like like the lot said, like I had fifty of them, 
And I'm like, okay, I know how big a two by three brick is. So automatically it cannot be in 60% of my drawers because they're too small. And I, I that pretty much limits them to like the, my larger drawers, you know, and the, the big stuff. So I basically went through those and I didn't find it anywhere. I just stock roomed it and I put those three bricks, you know, up on top of the cabinets you know they're not going anywhere they're right there i know i have small enough operation i know where they are um i call those orphans they're just waiting to go somewhere you know and, how many um, orphans i have on the floor oh i'm sure and um about a week went by and i'm sitting here and i my this is this is my personal collection behind me um my store is over here and I'm sitting here and I looked over to my right and I'm like, motherfucker, that's where they are. They're right there. They see them down at the bottom, like in one of the last cabinet drawers. And I'm like, I, I saw, you know, a white two by three bricks in there. But, you know, God knows how long it would have taken me to find it. But then again, if it was stock room, nobody could have bought it. I, so long as I catch it before somebody tries to buy it, it's okay. You know, yeah, it I just have, takes I it out of my inventory. It's been stock roomed where it's like, if I find it, I find it. If I don't find it, whatever. Yeah. I'll do that with, um, I'm, I'm large enough now and I have enough of my own collection that I'm like, I know what I'm short on and I know what's, what's quote unquote, like a good part. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't have many of those or something. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll upload it into the store with everything else, but I'll stock room it. And I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll be like, let's see, maybe in a week or two, I'll, I'll unstock room it so that it sells, you know, but, um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of sleep on it cause I don't want to sell it to somebody and then be making a Brickland quarter myself to get it back into my collection, you know, because I want to build something with it because I, I do build as well as sell. So, um, uh, that's the thing. That's the thing I do that you probably don't do. You just sell everything. The only thing you, I think you keep is Ninjago City. Uh, that's right. It's as far as I know. It's on, the, it's on the floor Yeah. behind this pile. It's over there and down. It It is It is in the area. <laughs> I can't reach it, but it's over there. And then my yeah. apocalypse bird here that I'll never open. <laughs> I, I got that on the Walmart deal and... Um, now seeing like how much it's going for and i'm like i'm like oh i want to build that so bad someday but it's like will it be too expensive for me to be able to justify opening it and it's like i really wish i had had i got two of them because you know then i could be like well if i sold one it would pay for both of them and you know yeah but i don't know it's like if you suddenly found a green grocer sitting in the back of your uh closet you know, it might be nice to, if you had a modular city and you're missing that one, you might really want to keep it. But it's like, can I really get somebody to pay the going price for it? Mm, you know? I have people come into my store and ask for a green grocer all the time. If I had it, I don't know that they would buy it, though. Based yeah, on because they it. find out the price and like, wow. I, I think they know the price. I think some of the people who ask would actually buy it if I had it at that price because they understand they've been looking for it. But the fact that they keep asking, excuse me, means that they aren't actively looking to buy one. 
Because if they keep asking if I have it, they could have just bought one online somewhere from whoever yeah. has it at that rate. And they're waiting for me to have it for less than they've ever seen it and declined to buy it. And they obviously don't know you. <laughs> when do you think you'll break your habit of building? Um, keeping. I well, uh, look at all those acromil cabinets that could be for inventory. <laughs> well, uh, my my daughter's almost two now. Uh, you recall her from the swoop video I did with my wife, where uh, as Matt said, the kid almost gets clocked in the head with the, with the sets that get swooped in the cart. <laughs> I love that your Walmart has like Lego sets sideways. Like, who's the merchant? Who's the merchandiser in your region? Because they had like long ways boxes up on their side to fit more sets in. Actually, uh, the Walmarts in my area, I have a bricks and minifigs in the next town over, and it's it's a quarter mile from, from the Walmart there. And I'm sure that they do go in and clear out clearance for their inventory like you would for your store to have something sure. on the shelves. Um, just because they're a franchisee of a you know, a large company and, you know, maybe they don't realize they have to pay rent. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not buying the sets, but, uh, every, every Walmart during this clearance event, every Walmart around me was like, yeah, it's clearance. It's like, it was forty nine ninety nine, and now it's forty nine ninety eight, And I'm like, you know, like people are getting hidden side sets left and right. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I'm, I was going nuts. So my wife has been cooped up with the kid for quite a while now. Uh, so she was like, yeah, let's just get in the car and go down the, the interstate and we'll stop at Walmart's. And we did. And we, you know, we cleared out a Walmart that was like actually nowhere near me. It was just kind of like a road trip day. You know, we went out, we got ice cream, spent time with the kid, you know, and, um, she, my, 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 my daughter is, she has Duplo and she really, she's really starting to like that, but she will come down, uh, here with me and, uh, I'll pull out like a box of unsorted bricks, just a tub of just brick, brick, you know, like it's been sorted into anything that qualifies as a, as a brick. And yeah, by category, yeah. yeah, by category, like you said, sorting down. Uh, I don't give her the small pieces because she's, you know, she's not even two yet. And she's, she's very good about like not putting things in her mouth. It's not really her thing. Um, but she tries to like mash the plates together and put things together. Like she's already trying. So although I've had to pretty much like bag, I, I bag up my sets. I just write the number on them and bag them up. Cause I get plenty of brick to free build with. I don't need to just throw it all in a pile, like, like a 12 year old or something. Um, but I pretty much bagged up everything that was laying around the house because I now have a toddler that is fascinated by everything, but she's, she's in the building like already, she's already digging this. So I'll probably be into it at least until she outgrows it, you know, then we'll see where I, where I'm at. You know, if I, you age in and you age out of things. So we'll see if I'm still interested in building stuff, you know, by then, um, they're just looking forward to enjoying the hobby with her, you know, for her childhood. Yeah. So, so I could do a little quick review of, uh, yeah. Carter's set here. 
people care more about that set than they do my kid. I guarantee you that. <laughs> All right, so it's a little vignette. I, I like that it breaks the breaks the the frame, breaks the box of it where she's outside of the frame at the top, the clouds outside of the frame on the side here. It just this this corner is all in frame and the back is the back. But I like that it, it breaks that sculpt there. The the cloud is I know it's all washed out, but the cloud is levels of snot that I did not foresee. So you can you can build with snot techniques all you want, but it usually ends and you finish and you, you cap off the side sideways and that's fine. This one's like, what if you did some snot building and then doubled down and then tripled down and then finished it off? Every time I thought maybe maybe we're almost through the the the, the I don't know what's happening right now snot section, it got crazier. It just they he kept going for it with this one. So the best way to illustrate is that this whole section, if I could pop it back off, the whole, um, the snot build, the, the part that is sideways, just kind of caps all this thing off. And what this is, is it gives the cloud depth. So it's a one brick depth for the cloud made up of a whole bunch of arches in different directions. And then there's a bunch of studs sticking out to help you connect this. And it actually goes on very well. It's, it's a strange shape, but it lines up perfectly with the main center arch of the cloud. So it seamlessly goes on there. And everything else just kind of fits in. You might look at, here's this big slab of forward-facing studs in this cloud, and then here's all these sporadic connection points, and you might think, all right, well, I'm probably not going to get this to stick onto the studs in the correct position on first try, but nope, it goes right on. It doesn't have any, like, guide rails or anything like that to bring you in, but it fits right on there seamlessly, and it's lots and lots and lots of studs and tiles on there. And then the rock is the rock. I don't, I mean, actually, it's not even a rock. It's just like a, a, a plateau, a dirt hill. But that is what it is. It's um, a good amount of snot on that as well. It's actually, one of my favorite parts is that back in there where that single uh, one by one round tile is, behind that is two cheese slopes made up like uh, cat ears on a plate that's put on sideways. And those cheese slopes are just enough of a break in the dirt hill for that tile to stick in there. Without pointing to it as best I can illustrate. I don't even know where the, there it is, the spudger. We need the spudger. This is going to be super great right here. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> that one. 
That one back there. Uh, Jang is so much better at this than you. <laughs> It'd be one thing if I, I wasn't looking like hard right, 90 degrees at the screen and down. This one is in between two cheese wedges up in there. Whatever. It's thing. It's going to go there on the shelf with the box behind it. The sealed box and the open box and the set. Here it is. Congratulations again, Carter. Can't wait to see what you put out next. That Chitara, it's pretty secure on there, even though it's, even though she's leaping diagonal. Yeah, it uh, it is. She's she, not. She's, she's not on. She's the piece. The, the back of the. Um, on the I'll wait for him to finish. Solid. The uh, the back of the foot is what's going into the stud there. So it's got one stud there next to that that around. It's so washed out because it's all white. But the back of the one foot, the hole in the back of the foot goes into that stud. The other foot just kind of stands flat on top of that cheese slip that's there. So it has to be just the right angle for it to actually work. But the back of the one foot's in there, and the other foot is resting on top of a cheese slip on its back. And yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all on there. It's on there just fine. I think, uh, I think we've reached the end of Bone Daddy's internet. It's usually the thing I do in this show is run. So, sorry, Paul, I'm amazing any, uh, as long as it did without cracking up. Yeah, yeah it, it's all right. Um, did you see how she was connected to there? Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's. I was just inquiring for uh, all your viewers because it looks, you know, she's she's got quite an active dynamic leap, but it looks like Carter secured it really well so that it's, you know, it's not a flimsy part of the model. It's definitely good. You did a um, good job is what I'm saying. You did a good job there. You, you do, did you, the, <laughs> do you have any input on any of our recent topics like chasing the Bricklink ghost or whatever we talked about three weeks ago? Um, the last your 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 last three weeks has been mostly uh, I'd say your your second string crew. You've had uh, Andrew Lee on. Oh, he's gone. He, he hit the wrong button. Um, he's back. Am I back? <laughs> yeah. Um, he hit the wrong button. Mostly back. Back enough. Back like we can see his face. That's it. Come on, Bo Daddy. Where are you at? It's really it's reached the end, folks. Hang so, on, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to try to move a little closer and see if that helps. <laughs> so what, the router? Yeah. Oh, all right. There we go. All so right. So as you, I was you saying, were saying something about my uh, second your last few weeks, it seems like uh, yeah, it seems like Paul and uh, Matt. I know Matt's moving. Um, Paul, uh, I know he has uh, work and you know home life and everything like that. I haven't really had a problem with the with the shows. They've been good and everything. I thought uh, I think it was last week. When the guys were inquiring, like how you sort your used, and you basically were like, you know, you sort down one category and you fill that, and you don't think about touching it until you filled that entire, you know, bin of stuff, and then you sort it down and sort it down further and everything like that. Um, I've liked your rundown of all the of all the like space sets and everything like that. You know, your little. I guess like mini bracket where you, you know, you put everything head to head. Um, I really can't say that, can't say I have issue with anything that's been discussed in the last few weeks. I pretty much, you know, I agree with your take on things and everybody has their opinions on, you know, uh, this is great or this sucks, or, you know, this whatever. I don't know. I just. We had a lot of comments. Um, last week's episode. Been episodes, the, uh, I and you guys cover things pretty well. Yeah, I'm always looking for more ideas. I always feel like I keep falling into the same, same stuff. Like, hey, let's we don't have an idea this week, so let's look at all the sets from this theme, or I don't know, whatever else other nonsense got, we talk uh, about. Uh, I feel like we used to have a lot of. Uh, meaningful topics, but maybe we just already talked about everything there is to talk about. I um, I uh, I believe you talked about it. I fell into the trap of the classic boxes at Walmart that you say you sell all throughout the year, just whole as as uh as um, you know, in your store. Yeah. Um, I bought I bought them last year. I bought them again this year. I bought ten of them. And um, I don't really I, – I get the value of having wheels in sets. Um, I think I talked about talked about it with you on Instagram. I sold, like, all of my brick separators. I had, like, 50 orange brick separators, and they were just in a drawer. And I thought, nobody's going to fucking want these. Like, you know, they just come. Like, anybody that's into Lego as a hobby – has those just laying around like you know they're they're just something you know you have and like i sold out of them somebody just ordered all of them and you were like yeah they're probably like a youth um charity or something like that or you know something that works with kids and i looked at the address and was like yeah that's what it was and you're of the same opinion for the classic box that it's not a good deal because it doesn't have wheels in it and they like that stuff to build like vehicles and stuff at those charities um i think it's a pretty good set uh it sucks to just get one it's like oh it comes with two of these it comes with four of these what are you going to do with that you know you only got five elements of one color 
you got two of this, you know, for that. But if you get 10 of them, you got 20, you got 40. And I look at those as a good deal to put in your store. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy them at full price. And I'm back. I wonder what the full uh, price is because because Walmart often they, that that those Black Friday says sometimes they only exist for Black Friday and they're not actually SKUs anywhere else any other time of the year, which is strange that they'd they'd make something that's only ever gonna be at this discounted price. Like if it doesn't have a regular price, then is it really a discount? But that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, I would compare it to like Costco's fifteen hundred dollar one, which is or fifteen hundred piece one, which is uh like forty bucks. Or um, I believe Walmart carries another nine hundred piece one, and it's it's more than thirty dollars. I know because I think I've seen it online. It's like I'm like that's stupid to buy that when you could buy, you know. 1500 pieces of this and i get a piece is relative you know uh, it could be it could be a one by one stud that's not worth a lot you know yeah and then you know there could yeah. be a there could be a one by six brick in a color that it's not offered a lot and you're like wow that's you know that's good you, you wish you had 1500 of those but um that's that's what i mean by like a regular price box these are compared to other classic boxes offered throughout the year I think it's a pretty good deal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy hundreds of them, um, mainly because just just because I couldn't hold hundreds of them with my setup. But um, putting ten of them in my store, I haven't parted them out yet. If if I put ten of them in my store, I'm looking forward to a customer who's looking for something, you know, and I have the bricks that they need to complete that mock to do that thing that that's why I know that's why you're here. That's why a lot of Bricklink sellers are here. It's not just to make uh, some money. That's a big part of it. I mean, who doesn't like money, but also we, we do this so that you don't have to go buy 10 copies of a set and get a thousand pieces. You don't need, you can just come and just get specifically what you need to fulfill, to build your mock. It's, and it's you know, true. Build, um, it's, great, you know, it's often disputed that that is the motive behind all this, but it, it is the motive behind all this. But we all we all need to make an income. Like you, yeah. you need an income to be able to live. That's yeah. that's given. So I almost feel like the income is a uh, a byproduct of running the Bricklink store, but it's not the reason I run the Bricklink store. It's a mixture yeah. of. I want to provide parts to people and also I don't want to have, I don't want my income to come from another job. I want my income to come from doing this thing that I like doing. And it works. I'm happy doing it. And I'm going to keep doing it. This is the first time I get to say this and it might actually hold some weight. Paul, Get us out of here. He's not doing it, is he? He's not going to do it. (laughs) 
He looks like he's trying. Okay. So, uh, this is building up to an episode 100. Can you hear me? This is one. it me or no. is it you? <laughs> I, I can hear you now, but uh, I, I asked. I, I said, Paul, get us out of here. And it looks <laughs> like you just looked at me for a while. No, you were you. I don't know if it was me or you. We're, you we're breaking up, but um, I uh, I I I don't know what you said. I'm sure I probably agree with it. Um, I I look at my store. My store is not like I said. Like I I will stock room something that I think is cool that maybe I might want to keep. Um, maybe I'll think about it or whatever. I when I build, if I'm short on something, I have no qualms about deleting it from my inventory and just pulling it out of my already, you know? Yeah. All right. Then I think we've said enough tonight. It's an hour and 20. Sorry we're late again for this episode, or maybe you didn't even notice. I I have no idea when Ace takes the YouTube video and pushes it over to the audio platforms, but he hasn't asked me yet as of Sunday night, hey, did you not do an episode this week? So maybe he hasn't done it yet, and uh, I'll put this up, and it might be super late for audio listeners, depending on when it gets pushed through to that, but it's going to go up now-ish on YouTube for... People will take it in that way. Uh, I wish there was a good way for people who listen to it on some audio pushing platform to talk to us and tell us, ask us questions, give us comments, or at least make it known that they are a person who takes it in audio form. Because I'd like to know more about that. All I really know about is who, who comments on it on YouTube. But there's plenty of shows you can listen to and watch while you're driving your truck. This is one of them. Go find some more. I dare you to.